Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning, 7 o'clock. We're live and on the air. Tee to green every Saturday here at 7, right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Thanks for being with us. This week we are live at Penn Hills Club in Bradford, Pennsylvania, we made the trek from New York into PA, and we're here today uh, with a beautiful view here, just sitting outside the clubhouse on the patio. And uh, we welcome you in, Kyle Powell, producing back in our Amherst studios. We're with you for two hours this week, as we do every week, uh, that there is a major on the PGA Tour this week, the Open Championship being held in Northern Ireland, and uh, we'll be with you here for the next two hours. We've got a real busy show, a big event here on Monday and Tuesday. We'll tell you about that. Uh, as that's coming up, it's called the Blaisdell Open, so uh, Pro-Am, I should say, the Blaisdell Pro-Am. So we'll have that uh, information coming up, but a lot, of course, on the Open Championship. Uh, high drama yesterday with what went on at the top of the leaderboard and at the cut line. So we'll talk about Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, David Duvall and his 14, uh, some of the other conflicts even going on in the course, what people have been thinking about it. We'll have all that here coming up along the way. Uh, guests, we've got a lot of them. George Duke from the Zippo Factory going to join us here at 7.30. Uh, he's a big part of why this tournament goes on. We'll have him on at 7.30. Cassie Stein, the tournament director from the Porter Cup at 7.50. Uh, Porter Cup Media Day was held earlier this week. I was there, so I'll sh share some thoughts on that. Uh, Jake Northrup, the Western New York PGA Pro, will join us here from Penn Hills Club at 8. And Stephen Barkowski, the executive director of the Western Air PGA at 8.30. So jam-packed show, a lot on the open here along the way as uh, we bring in Kevin and Jeff. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. You know, this uh, this clubhouse here, it's my first time down at, at Penn Hills Club. And you, you drive up, and I, I felt like I was on the set of Game of Thrones with this castle-like looking clubhouse. It's, it's cool. Really cool yeah. uh, look coming up here to the club. Yeah, the interior is awesome. I forget the architect's name. Uh, Jake Northrup was telling me yesterday. I think it was originally designed for Wingfoot, and then they didn't have the footage or the space for it. Yeah. And then they brought that uh, design over here. They said they got a deal on it. And, so, yeah. and you set off the alarm. Today I set off here. the alarm so walking awesome. in. Yep, yep. <laughs> Welcome to Bradford, PA, Jeff. Yeah. That's right. I set off the alarm. But it's beautiful. I mean, we're in the Allegheny Mountains. Uh, 
a little bit of fog this morning, uh, nice and cool, but it's not going to stay that way. Big event here this week, a uh, huge first place check for the uh, the winner. A lot of good players coming down. Uh, going to be a real, ne- real nice time. It's a great tradition uh, started by uh, George Blaisdell. Yeah, George yep. Blaisdell, the founder of the Zippo Company, mm-hmm. which is based in, in Bradford. You know, Zippo lighters, Zippo hand warmers. Mr. Duke will tell us more about that yep. uh, when he joins us here. But it, it's great that they've carried on that tradition uh, of this golf tournament uh, here. And, you know, we're, we're, we have this banner in front of us and all these uh, great past uh, photos uh, of the winners and uh, Mr. Blaisdell. So kind of cool that, you know, that's one of the great things about golf is the tradition of the game and the tradition of the events. And we have a lot of them going on in Western New York at, at private club, be it invitationals, one-day uh, invites and such, and they're named after people who are members of clubs or benefactors of the community. Um, it's one of the things I love about the game of golf is the is the tradition and the names and these great people that came before us that you get to hear about yeah. uh, that they're named after. And ma- many of those tournaments, the flights are named after uh, former members, right, uh, yeah. of clubs, which is kind of cool. All those traditions. And this is a Walter Travis Golf Course, same as Stafford, a real nice layout. Uh, Brian and I will get to uh, play it later today. I'm looking forward I'm gonna to it. I'm going to knock a few holes yeah. around with you before uh, I, I have to go back to Buffalo and uh, play with some Michelob Ultra winners. Yeah, maybe uh, not. We might have four. Oh, well, I guess I won't knock it around with you. Thanks for the invitation. Okay. That was warm. Wow. Good to see you, Jeff. Haven't seen you in a few weeks. That's right. Absolutely. But this, is, this will be a big event for Western New York PGA Pros, an opportunity uh, to play and compete. Yeah, for a nice prize. For a nice prize, there is a, a yeah, they're a very nice. I, I believe it's fifty grand for first place. Wow! So that's a well, nice, if it wasn't, it is now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, uh, you know, players from all over too, not just the West New York PGA. So there's a there's a lot of in, yeah. invitees and stuff like that. Field of seventy two pros, real good players. Should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's just a great great event. And then afterwards in the clubhouse, there's a pro am Monday, and the pros event is Tuesday. Well, and, and you know that's uh, one of the other things, by the way. You know, Bradford, PA. It's in not only in our listening area uh, here yep. on WGR 550 AM, but it's also within the section of Western New York. Uh, and that's Correct. an important thing to point out. The Western New York PJ and Steve uh, Barkowski can mention this, but, you know, it goes all the way, what, to Canandaigua, Penyan, all the way down Out here to Bradford, yep. PA, Erie, Erie, PA. Yep. Yeah, so it encompasses a large geographical area. And actually, we're one of the smaller sections in the country. Really? There's 41 sections. I, we're one of the smallest in the country. So there's geography, geography or geography, members? I am members, both. Yep, we're, we're one of the smaller sections. But it seems pretty big when you're in it. Yeah. Well, you, they, like you, ga- you guys have done, especially with the foundation mm-hmm. um, and the solo riders, uh, your impact is uh, tremendous. I, I bet you your impact per capita might be bigger. Oh, I would think we're a pretty active section. We're a pretty close group. We do a lot together. Um, I know our first solo rider is supposed to be being delivered down to Erie, Pennsylvania. I saw photos of it shortly, so I'm looking forward cool. to that. Yeah. By the way, you can uh, the, the Reach Foundation, we have our event coming up, and it's filling up fast. Uh, the, the the Duster Challenge, August 2nd, Friday evening, August 2nd at Fox Valley Club. It's on the putting green out front. Uh, music, Shy Guy Sean's our DJ this year. Looking forward to that uh, from KISS 98.5. And, you know, music. We'll have uh, plenty of beverages from our friends at Michelob Ultra. we got food for you. And it's a fun event, uh, putting. Anybody can putt. We will find out Western New York's best putter in match play. That's happening Friday, August 2nd. Go to Duster, it's with a D, DusterChallenge.com to register. If you can't do it, uh, you can make a $20 donation on the Donate button. Several people have done that. Uh, we appreciate that. And, uh, it, yes, I will take some coffee, young lady. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you, if you, if you can't, we'd, it, that is greatly appreciated. Those donations go right to uh, the Reach Foundation in 
Western New York, which is uh, the whole program, which Jeff's very involved with. Jeff's a veteran, and I know it means a lot for you to teach veterans and help them with uh, PTSD and the other things that they have going on. Yeah, and our, our whole program just wrapped up last week, and it was cool. We had uh, we gave all the veterans a pass to play at Glen Oak, you know, free round, and a couple, group of them came out this week. It was great to see them, great to catch up. They become buddies. They become friends after you spend some time with them. There's a connection there, and it's uh, it's really been neat and really been fun for me, and uh, something I, I it's my favorite day of the week when the veterans are around to be honest that the juniors are fun too i'm not gonna lie the kids are fun yeah yeah no but you can if you want to be a part of it and help donate uh, toward the reach foundation dusterchallenge.com is the site and uh, are we giving away another uh are we giving away a spot today i don't know we have a spot to give away we'll have to count it up stay tuned we'll do it on twitter if we need to speaking of giveaways i know for a fact we are giving away a td green club prize today it was very generous of me to not give that away right (laughs) now right oh we do yes listen uh every major this year We've had a major giveaway uh, courtesy of Michelob Ultra, and today is no different here with the Open Championship, and we're giving away an Odyssey putter, uh, a white-hot putter. It's awesome. It's, uh, the, the grip is a Michelob Ultra grip. It's pretty cool. It's a pistol. Michelob Ultra grip's pretty cool. It's got the uh, logo just in the, in the corner of the putter, and it's, you know, the, the putter's valued over 200 bucks. so we're giving that away to one lucky TD Green Club member. If you didn't sign up for free at tdgreen.golf, um, you're not in it today. Uh, I, I even put out a thing on Twitter the other day, hey, last day to sign up. We got some more members in. It's free to join year-round. You get a newsletter and special giveaways, and we're going to give away uh, a putter, maybe something else special today too uh, as a consolation prize. But that's going to be happening, and we'll periscope that live on the Twitter feed so you can see it. And by, by the way, I just feel like mentioning it. Somebody in the golf community – and when we did the one at Tantera for the PGA Championship, thought I they put, Brian pulled my name, mm-hmm. like just because he tagged me. I said, "Did right. you watch the video?" Oh no, didn't that, watch the video. Right. Well, watch the video. Why like, would I pull your name? Uh, yes, I mean like <laughs> it's there for transparency. That absolutely, yeah. That's yes. why we do these videos <laughs> yes. so you can see that hey, there's over 500 names in the box. We're pulling out one, and that's going to win the putt. I was finally, and then, and whatever. Yeah. Okay, let's talk Open Championship. Right? Let's do it. Absolutely. Yeah, yes, uh, well, first, let's start at the top just quickly. Uh, we'll get to our leaderboard more in depth later on, but J.B. Holmes and Shane Lowry are your leaders right now at 8 under par. Tommy Fleetwood and Lee Westwood are one shot back at 7 under par. Uh, if you're planning on watching today, uh, they will tee off at 10.50 this morning, the leaders, 10.50 this morning. Uh, Fleetwood and Westwood in the second-last pairing, they're at 10.40. Uh, and then there's some big names that are going to be chasing down these leaders, including Justin Rose, who's two back, Brooks Kepka and Jordan Spieth, who are three back, Tony Femau, Patrick Reed, John Rahm, Matt Kuchar are all four back, Dustin Johnson, headlines, Stenson, Simpson, Shoffley, they're all at uh, minus three there, five back. And with still two rounds to go, we know how the weather can change in an instant here. Uh, i got to think, honestly, anybody that's even under par at this point, you'd have to say Kevin is still in this event um, there are, I mean, you go down, there's some still some pretty quality names uh, in that three and two under area. But um, let's talk about at the top, Lowry and Holmes. What jumps well, out from what you've seen from those two so, so far? Uh, you know, J.B. Holmes, this is a guy who, joking, well, you know, he's missed four cuts in a row, and he comes in and now he's leading the Open Championship. Hits the ball a long way. I, I think he took advantage of some um rather docile conditions got the good side of the draw. yeah got the good side of the draw for sure at royal port rush and took advantage of that i mean shane lowry's you know he's an ulsterman he he you know knows 
how to play in those conditions, and I think it's fantastic. Uh, he's an excellent player. He's had some ups and downs. <laughs> Speaking of Canadian Open, on Friday, second round, uh, I had to go out. He's playing well. I picked him up on the 18th, which was, which was his outward nine. He's going to one green. Now it's a steep hill at Hamilton Golf and Country Club. And I was halfway up the walkway calling a shot from high above, and he putts out for par, and he starts walking up the hill. And I, I said, hey, they need a tow rope here. And he goes, I get it right, and that's why I'm leaving now because I still have honors on the tee, but if I wait for them, I won't make it. <laughs> 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 Terrible Irish accent, but whatever. Uh, it was really funny. We shared a laugh. Uh, he's a, he's a affable guy. Um, he's somebody that you'd root for. He's a really nice guy. But I, I, I like Kepka and Rose here on moving day on Saturday. They're in striking distance. I mean, how do you not like Brooks Kepka? He even said after his second round, like, I have two under. I didn't really make a pot. He said there was a lot more out there for him. Yes, yeah. and when the best player in the world says there's more out there for him, look out, right? I mean, today's a day. It's moving day for a reason. I expect Kepka and Rose to make a big move today. Yeah, I've been on the Brooks Kepka train for a while here. He's playing well, looks solid. You know, you don't win it in the first two rounds. He's just got to be in position. You know, Tiger always said it. Tiger never seemed to start off fast when he was winning tournaments. Just – be there on the weekend. Be in the mix on set on Sunday afternoon. It's and a crescendo. Yeah, yeah. You build to it, and um, yeah, and he's comfortable in that situation too. Now he is certainly the stage isn't too big for Brooks Koepka anywhere he goes. So Justin Rose, is there a better ball striker? I don't know, um, but uh, there is, I'm sure. But he's he's a tremendous well, ball striker. He's he's a great ball striker. Um, you know, he's improved his putting. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who's you know won the FedEx Cup. Yep. Last year, um, you know he. He was the number one player in the world at, at, at a time. He won at Torrey Pines earlier this year. It and wouldn't he, shock anybody to see Justin Rose win. He, uh, he Didn't he voice some uh, displeasure in the new uh, major schedule this week? I thought I heard on Twitter he wasn't happy that the uh, – he wasn't didn't seem to enjoy that the – PGA uh, was earlier? Yeah, the PGA was earlier, and now it's July, and it's the last major of the year. Uh, but – it's the way it is, and he's going to have yeah. to deal with it. But And I think most people enjoyed it. Now you have the FedEx Cup, and then you don't have to compete with football season. Well, so. I, you know, I, maybe he's uh, voicing that because next year you have the Olympics again. Oh, that's right. And that's the part of the reason we moved it. It got Correct, moved. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then you've got the Tour Championship that, uh, you know, is going to have to be moved and such. But um, – He's the only one I've heard complain about it. Yeah, me too. I haven't heard a complaint. Other people seem yeah. to enjoy it once a yeah. month. He said he was saying that there wasn't enough time between events to get ready, that sometimes it takes more than a month to prepare yourself for a major championship. Well, that I understand. I, you know, to pl- you have to play. See, what this new schedule has done with the majors and with the tour championship is, you know, you have to play events. You can't. Like, where, where are you going to pick your break? It's tough to pick that break in there. You know, after the U.S. Open, you had – uh, the Travelers Championship, you had uh, the one in Detroit, you had 3M, John Deere, you had four events afterwards. Hard to take any of those off. I think he took them all off. I don't think he played in one of them. Correct. And I think that may, might have been his issue. Uh, he was looking for an event to take off in there. Well, he took four off, and that may have been an issue. And then next week, you have – yes, guys, we're here beeping the horn. Um, guys love that, by the way, putting on the green. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably fell member. The oldest joke in the book. That's right. right. Yeah. But um, next week's a World Golf Championship. A lot of guys are going to play in that. In Memphis, yes. right? Yeah, you don't right. want to skip those because there's no cut. It's, you know – Big purse. Big purse, a lot of FedEx Cup points to be had, and, and maybe that's what he's lamenting. Uh, is that move? Not sure. And you got to go from uh, Northern Ireland – 
and get all the way back to the states for that. Well, right? that, well, that event though probably has a charter flight for those guys to come back, so it's not, uh, you know, they're but, used to that stuff though, yeah. right? They're not roughing it, I'm sure, on the flight back. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but no, they're not sitting in the middle seat back in row 45. Well, but like you know, the John Deere, <laughs> the John Deere Classic will charter a plane to bring players yep. over. Like a lot of tournaments now are are, are doing that. Uh, for ease of travel and schedule and such, so. and you don't see net jets on their shirts for no reason either. Yeah. Well, yeah. not only that, but no, but like last year I worked at John Deere and I was flying out uh, the same evening, and they had a little lounge. Like I almost went over there and like, hey, can I grab some food too? Like they had a lounge <laughs> set up. All the players were getting ready to go over, um, you know, on, on a charter along with their caddies and their families. So it's actually a pretty nice setup for them. Yeah, the the calendar is good in terms of having it. Uh, this buildup. The only thing to me that I find is a negative is that for us here, it feels like golf season is just like it's hitting its peak. Yeah. And Midsummer right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is the last for a lot of people. This is like the last time they might tune in to watch golf. Like this is their, the last big event. And I feel like I want another one. Do you think it'll now, add importance to the FedEx so, Cup? Well, maybe more people will now pay attention to that because they're they're looking for another event. So we'll have to see actually how it'll play out. I hate the expression, what time will tell, but like, yeah. we'll, we'll see maybe if that will draw people in. Um, it'll, incre- I, it'll increase the ratings. I have no doubt about that. Uh, for right. Cause you're not going against the NFL you're anymore. Not, yeah. You're not. So it is going to go Sunday. Up. Yeah. So, yeah. and ultimately that's what they'll sell regardless of whether they think it went well or not. They'll say, look, our ratings went up. It was a good move. Right. Um, but I also have to remember that the other parts of the country, the golf season doesn't necessarily kind of handle it. How it does here in Western New York, where we think like now is like, for for if you're a golfer, you're listening to the show right now. You are like, this is the time that you're probably playing as much as you probably will all year, and like I don't want I don't want like the PGA Tour fun things to go away. Now the playoffs for me, I mean I'm gonna watch it anyway. But um, for the you know the casual guy that maybe just watches the majors, I mean this this is this is the end. But um, the time in between, I understand that's points from Rose. Maybe it takes a little bit away from some of these events because these guys are only playing maybe at most once in between. Uh, the bigger names because of the fact that you've got a major three or four events in between. They might only play once, and then they do that preparation week or that rest week after a major. Uh, so I don't know if some of the tournaments in between are feeling like it's helping or it's hurting. Well, I there think it no- depends on where it lies. You had two no- – like the Travelers has established itself. Like yeah, that's uh, – after the U.S. Open, that's always going to be a big event now because right. players are going like they – Well, they, look at the names they, that went this year, Kevin, right. when it was at Pebble. When <laughs> right, I mean that's and that's Another as far as it's going to go. Though. But if you if a lot of times U.S. Open is in the Northeast, like I mean, then you're going to get a, even a better feel. But that event used to be it, it, it wasn't well attended. Yeah, and they started recruiting players, and they tr- they treat them like gold. The caddies like gold. The media like gold. I mean, it, it's like best in class. It wins every year, and that's why players go. Uh, when they have a choice of what terms to go, well, hey, what's it like? Are you kidding? You know what they do for the family? Like, blah, blah, blah. All, yeah. all this other stuff that you have to do as a tournament now. And then you had Quicken, uh, the Rocket Mortgage, which used to be in D.C. Um, that moved to Detroit. Those fans showed out, yeah. uh, turned out in, in droves, right, for that tournament. So we'll see how that evolves. And then the 3M Championship in Minnesota, um, which for many, actually had a decent field, for many, that might be the last event they play before they go over to play the Scottish uh, Open because a lot of the players want to get uh, Lynx golf in in competitively before they play the Open Championship, is which would happen uh, this year. Tiger didn't do that. Yeah. And Tiger is didn't make the cut. 
you know, we talk about stories. We, we had the leaders. We're talking about Kepka, Tiger, and Phil both missed the cut. By the way, Phil, please release your hard reset recipe. I could use that. A six-day fast to drop 15 pounds. Yes, I'm in on that because of heavy golf season and tournaments. But um, it didn't help his golf game. Tiger looked like a fatigued 40, uh, mid-40-year-old. He did. And he's even spoken about that. And, you know. He seemed disinterested almost, you know, his body language. To me, not yeah. disinterested, but resigned to his to his fate. He was know, clearly he uncomfortable, was, yeah. right? Wincing after shot. He's sore. The guy, yeah. and it's understandable. And what was his interview? He said, can't wait to get home. Yeah. Right. He, yeah. He, um, here's a quote from Woods saying, quote, I'm going to have my hot weeks. I'm going to be there in contention with a chance to win. I'll win tournaments, but there's going to be some times where I'm just not going to be there. And then he finished his talk with Jimmy Roberts on Golf Channel saying, I just want to go home. Right. He's been traveling a lot, not for golf, but with his family, I guess, having a lot of vacations and things like that. But um, I thought Nick Faldo made a, a point that maybe is worth watching I was hoping maybe Tiger would play next week in Memphis where it would be hot to, to kind of see if this would pan out. He said, look, Tiger's best three tournaments of the year were in Mexico where it was warm, in Augusta where it was hot and humid, and in Columbus, Ohio at the Memorial where it was hot that week. He said, look at the tournaments where it was cool weather. PGA at Beth Page because it was in May this year, didn't make the cut. Pebble Beach made the cut barely, but it was cool and foggy and drizzly all week. And then he said this week. He goes, the three weeks that it was cool – he just never got going. All three weeks talked about not feeling good, being right. sore, being limited. Then the three weeks in Mexico, he made it to, what, the quarters of the match play? Um, the Masters, we know he won. And the Memorial, he had a top 15 finish. So those, those are his six big events of the season. And Faldo's just like, I'm not saying this is solely it, but he goes, it's, it's looking like that could be a big piece of it. That's sure. why we moved to Florida when we get older, right? <laughs> get the no, warm I, weather. Listen, I... I you know, listen, I'm a few years older than Tiger, and, uh, you know, and anybody middle-aged, you're back, right? I mean, if you have any back problems whatsoever, uh, when it gets warmer, I'll, I'll wear a pullover to start in the winter. Just, I'm like, why? I, go, I just want the heat to get, get my muscles loose, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. Why do you think these, you know, we watch And I'm guys not saying, that, by the way, by the way, people save your tweet. I don't think I'm anywhere near Tiger. Yes. I'm just saying I've had some back issues, and not even the extent of his, and when it's warmer, it feels great. Do you, and Faldo said when you're tighter, your swing comes shorter. He said he was doing, he was pulling a lot of balls. You kind of go along that lines. Yeah, I think you, you know, when your body feels good, you feel confident. And you make swings. You know, if you're trying to make an aggressive swing or just feeling the shot that you're trying to hit. You know, just the what that shot feels like. Sometimes when that body doesn't respond the way you want to, you know, that's why that TPI, the Titleist Performance Institute, is so popular. All the players are into the fitness thing now because it does allow your body to move the way you want. Everybody has restrictions. You know, so we sit in a car too much or we messed up our hip as a kid or our knee. So it affects how our body moves in, in, in the golf swing. And if things don't want to move, like if you're trying to make a move and trying to hit a big loop and draw or whatever and you make your backswing and you feel a little tight, hey, you don't hit that shot the way you want to or you don't feel confident stepping up over that shot. So I do think there's a lot to that, especially with back or, or uh, you know, there's a lot of places, you know, people laugh about golf, but there's a lot of things that you're swinging the golf club at 120 miles an hour around your body. That puts a lot of force on your body, a lot of strain. And I, I think Tiger probably figured, too, at the Open Championship, Lynx Golf, that he can get away with playing some handsy shots, if you will, Jeff, for lack of a better uh, you know, term there where he could yeah, creative just, golf. Yes, yes, be creative golf, and it didn't work out. 
Did yeah. not work out for him, unfortunately, but I get it. Yeah. Hey, before we go he to won, break. He won a Masters this year. That's right. <laughs> like, You'd, he'd, sign up for that good. E- he'd sign up for that every year. If you said every year's going to play out, you're going to win a major, you're going to miss two cuts in a major, and you're going to have a, a, tw- a 21st place finish, you'd sign up for that every so, year. So, but based upon failures or something, so we should expect uh, he'll contend at Augusta in the U.S. Open, and that's it. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know better. if I buy all that, but yeah. Well, no, uh-huh. he because your back comes and goes, it could get better. Yeah. And, yeah, and he was saying this before Tiger told everyone that he wasn't playing Memphis next week. He right. had said he goes, it'll be, and then he even said he goes, I'll be curious if he plays Memphis next week to see if my theory holds up because it would be warm, ideally, you know. I don't think he plays again till he said Northern he, Trust. He said he's not playing until the playoffs. He's, he, yeah. Tiger was asked yesterday if he's playing Memphis, the World Golf event, next week. He said no. He goes, I'm going to rest up. I want to go home, and then I'll be yeah. there for the playoffs. His, he said his plan is to play in all three as long as his points sure. hold up. Hey, before we go to break here, I want to do one quote from David Duval. A story on day one uh, ended up actually getting off to a great start. He was two under through two. Looking good. Duval playing because he's a former champion. Former champions are able to play until age 60 in this championship. Uh, Duval ended up on one hole taking what was a 13, then a 15. Later, they went back and changed it to a 14. Regardless, he shot a 90 in round one, came back with a 78 the next day. But uh, Duval said afterwards, after his round on Thursday, which turned into be a disaster, obviously, he said, quote, you have an obligation as a professional athlete. If you play, you post your score. Am I happy about it? No. Is there some embarrassment to it? Maybe. I don't know. But I teed off in the Open Championship, and I shot 90 today, so put it on the board. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, we've all posted scores we're not proud of, but you post your score. I teach juniors that right away, right from the beginning. Hey, no matter what you shoot, it doesn't matter what you shoot, you put that score up there. That means you try your hardest till the end. That's Absolutely. why. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? He had to post. He's a commentator yeah. on right. Golf Channel. Like, I mean, and I bet he can criticize sh- players, tournaments. He's, he's got to do it. And he, I bet he tried to shoot 89 over 90. I can guarantee he was grinding until the end. Yeah, yep. Yep. absolutely. None, it's a, called a non-tuple, right? Non-tuple bogey? That's what I thought I, I read. I never even heard like, the word. but well, lo- I should know. Yes. A big <laughs> piece a of that is that he played. The, he didn't play the right ball. He had three yeah. tee shots, also yeah. played the wrong ball, right? Yeah. So he had to go back and it tee off again. Up. Or that, that's, I don't know. It was a big mess. Yeah. Got flustered. But I, I, I agree with the quote, uh, the, with the quote uh, that uh, he, he – Essentially, take it like a man and own up to whatever you shot, you shot. Handle it with class. That's right. Speaking of that, Rory McIlroy did a lot of that. We still got a lot of Rory to talk about here, too. More about the guys at the top. More about Brooks Kepka here as we head to break from Penn Hills Club in Bradford. Coming up next, George Duke from Zippo. He'll tell us more about the big event, the Blaisdell Pro-Am, coming up here at Penn Hills on Monday and Tuesday. He'll join us live next. Still later on in the show, a Porter Cup preview. That's next week at Niagara Falls Country Club. Cassie Stein, the tournament director, joins us. The West New York PGA Pro here at Penn Hills. Jake Northrup, he'll join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Stephen Barkowski from the West New York PGA as well. And, of course, lots of good stuff here from Jeff Minas and Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colziel. Tee to Green Club giveaway also along the way. Stay tuned right here. Tee to Green live from Bradford here at Penn Hills Club on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I was hitting really good coming in. I was excited about this week. So um, I felt like I had a good chance to have a good week. So, um, you know, so far it's been it's been really good. All right, that is the co-leader of the Open Championship, J.B. Holmes. He and Shane Lowry teeing off this morning at 10.50 Eastern time. Holmes and Lowry are at 8 under par. Tommy Fleetwood, Lee Westwood are one shot back entering the day there. In the second last group, they will be going off at 10.40 Eastern. As we welcome you back here to beautiful Penn Hills Club in Bradford, Pennsylvania, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Metis. More on the Open coming up. A Porter Cup preview coming up. That's next week at Niagara Falls Country Club. Uh, we'll talk with the pro here from Penn Hills Club, Jake Northrup, in our 8 o'clock hour, and also Stephen Barkowski, the executive director of the Western New York PGA, also coming up. But joining us right here on the patio, the chairman of the board of the Zippo Company here that is based in Bradford, George Duke, is joining us. George, good morning. Good morning. It's uh, great to be here with you guys. I, you're the first chairman of the board we've had on the show, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, wow. wow. That's right. <laughs> no, well, thank we, you for coming out, though. Yeah. We, we appreciate it. And the yes. hospitality. Well, we appreciate you guys being down here and uh, covering this event and putting putting a little spotlight on it. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. We worked very hard over the last uh, several years to to grow this event, and uh, again, we certainly appreciate you being here. Yeah, the event is called the Blaisdell Pro-Am here at Penn Hills Club. Uh, can you maybe just give us a little background about the event that has been going on for many years? Yes. Uh, my grandfather, George G. Blaisdell, was the founder of Zippo way, way back in, um, well, the company was formed in late 1932. Um, his first full year, really, of production was in 1933. So we're talking a long, long time ago, and of course, it's the the famous Zippo lighter mm -hmm. um, that I think just about everybody's heard of. Uh, I have an Elvis Presley one. Do you? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, my grandfather was uh, was a very, very avid uh, golfer and a very avid supporter of the game, and uh, played. Played most all of his life, really, and uh, uh, actually won the what was called the North Penn uh, Country Club. Won the, uh, the the club championship in 1932, which was actually the year in the fall of 32 when he created the company uh, Zippo Manufacturing and invented the lighter. So he was an avid golfer prior to starting the corporation, and then uh, uh, played through that. And I think if I look up in the uh, on the board in there that has the previous champions, he won it. Uh, he won it eight. He won the club, club championship eight times. So uh, while he was working very, very hard to create this uh, this small little Zippo lighter company, uh, he never gave up his his love for golf and, and playing in it. So and that's led to this event, right? So this event is it's a huge pro am. There's a there's a big purse. This is one of the biggest purses we play for as professionals in the area. That's for sure. Okay. And you're sponsoring that. Can you tell us a little bit about this event? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, let me let me just start out and go back in history a little bit. My grandfather started a an event out here at the Penn Hills called the Zippo Open, and that was in 1963 that that event first started off, and it went through 1974, and then um, that event event stopped, um, and then 
here most recently in the last six years, um, we decided that we wanted to put a, a golf, a pro-am golf uh, tournament together, really to spotlight uh, the Penn Hills Club. Um, and, it, and we thought appropriately it should be named the Blaisdell Pro-Am. Um, again, we are spotlighting here the Penn Hills Club, a, a beautiful, beautiful club. Walter Travis designed. Walter right? Travis designed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and my grandfather um, loved this place. Um, I, it's safe to say that he put uh, a, a lot of resources into him and other people to to create what the Penn Hills Club is today. And uh, um, so, most appropriately, we uh, we named this event that we're at today and have been for the last six years uh, the Blaisdell Program. I, I bet you there have been some great times out here in this patio with the overlooking the pool and the golf course. Um, it just, it's, I mean, you think of a classic country club and this castle look, which, by the way, it's the same design as Wingfoot's clubhouse, same uh, architect, and this is just a, a smaller version of it. It's, mm. This is incredible. It is. It's, uh, it's uh, like, like hollowed ground uh, to a lot of people who live in this area, and uh, have been around the Penn Hills Club uh, generation after generation. And uh, I can even remember when uh, I'd be out here in the summertime and uh, Grandpa would be coming off of uh, number 18 green red over here, and I'd flag him down and, and get a ride on the golf cart up to the up to the pro shop. Now, you know, you know, this tall. Golf cart yeah. rides are always fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. always yeah. fun. When, when you're six years old, you got, yeah. you know. When hey. you're 50, they're fun still. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love how you just said that grandpa would be coming up. I think that's 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 cool. Yeah. I get that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And for a non-golfer, that's a that's it's, there must be a lot of tradition, a lot of a lot of connection for you and your family to this event. It uh, it really is. Yeah, my um, my grandfather was a was a huge player. My mother was a huge player. Um, my aunt uh, was a huge player, and uh, um, even my mother, I believe, was in a playoff uh, back in the in the 50s for the club championship, and she played off against my aunt. And, <laughs> uh, sisters or sister-in-law? They were sisters. Okay. They were oh, the, so there's the, no love lost. They, the, they were the two daughters of uh, George Blaisdell, and... Uh, um, Mom pulled it off. Mom pulled it <laughs> off. <laughs> so yeah, but there's uh, there, there's there's been a lot of family play at this club and and love this club and um, so yeah, it's all part of the of the whole history and everything. Was there a side bet in that between your mom and aunt? Maybe hey, our loser has to host Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there could have been, or right. or there could have been. Uh, well, you know. Uh, when uh, Grandpa bring, when Daddy brings home some of the lighters, and we've got to do a little work on them to put uh, some of the the decorating on the on the top of the lighter, uh, you get you got to do a hundred, and I can only have to do fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. Do you know how many lighters you've made or sold? Is there is that number? Um, I, I yeah. can't imagine World War Two. You must have just it have been ridiculous. Yeah. Well, well World War Two, uh, everything that uh, my grandfather could make from the company went to the GIs. Mm -hmm. Um, you literally, you literally could not purchase a Zippo lighter during that time, and and really World War II was what put Zippo on the map, um, because he, while he, he he started the company in the early 30s, he struggled a great deal in the in the 30s to get traction with that company, and then of course World War II came along, and World War II is what put um, the company uh, really on a uh, on the map and in a, in sort of a worldwide way because. The GIs uh, carried them. They even left some over there. People in Europe uh, began to know the, uh, uh, the the product and the brand. As far as the total number that we have produced, uh, 
um, we are between 550 million and 600 million uh, lighters. <laughs> oh my! Wow. So, but that you know that's over um, um, 83 years. Uh, no, it's uh, 88 years now. So uh, still yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah quite a bit. <laughs> and yeah. and, and you evolved to the hand warmers, right? The hand warmers. Yeah, we've uh, we've done some product diversification. Um, uh, smoking isn't what it used to be, as we all know, and that type of thing. So we do a, we do a hand warmer now, and uh, and several other products to to broaden the the uh, appeal of the of the product line. And right here in Bradford, that's right. Uh, most of it all here yeah. in Bradford, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. that's great. Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you for keeping jobs in America. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Seven thirty nine yeah. here on Tita Green. We're live at Penn Hills Club in Bradford, and the chairman of the board of the Zippo Company, George Duke, is joining us here. Uh, George and his company, a big part of why there is this big event here at Penn Hills upcoming next week, uh, the Blaisdell Pro-Am event. Uh, Kevin just kind of got going on this, but that's where I was going with my next question with you. It seems like um, the history, even some of the, the staff here, it seems like everybody's so proud about this place, this event, uh, but Bradford itself, your company, all together, kind of coming together. This, this community in areas like this, I mean, this is kind of America's heartland, and I, I know this is... You know, kind of a feel-good question here, but I mean, this is this is a spot where like the American story is written. Like, hey, a a company made it work; it it able to be successful. The town embraced it. The area is coming together, and you know, you in kind of have great traditions and celebrate it. Like, what's coming up next week? A absolutely, you know, when Zippo um, Zippo Manufacturing in Bradford, Pennsylvania, they really go hand in hand. Um, without Bradford, Zippo wouldn't be what it is today. And likewise, uh, Bradford wouldn't be what it is without Zippo. And uh, you know, like I said, they go, go they go hand in hand. Uh, there's a museum, correct, that yeah. people can come if they want to see. Yes, they do. There is, and uh, there's a museum which spotlights the Zippo lighter, and also a subsidiary company called Case Cutlery Company, the Case Knives. Yeah, they yep. are they are also located here in Bradford, and it's uh, it's a company that we've owned since 1993. Uh, actually, the history behind Case goes back to 1882, so it's uh, it's a uh, considerably older company than Zeppo, but two uh, fantastic American brands, and of course they're all made here, right here, right here in Bradford, Pennsylvania. Little piece of, of Americana, without a doubt, here in Bradford. No doubt. This tournament, uh, it's a pro, so it's a two-day tournament. There's a pro am on Monday, yep. and then uh, Tuesday the pros uh, compete. Um, you know, for the title yes. uh, here. So, uh, is it has it been tough to find golfers play in the pro am, or is just you have a waiting list for people to play on Monday? Because uh, I just reading here the the amateurs. There's three ams with two pros in every group. The ams play for twenty thousand dollars in prizes. Yes. What Kevin uh, is saying, George, is he's available yeah, yeah. on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know Kev well yet. <laughs> And I'm looking for a scholarship, <laughs> George. But anyhow, no. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think you should definitely think about right. 2020. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, the pro the the pro am or the pro am play will occur on Monday, and then of course we send out the uh, all the pros on Tuesday, and then first prize is that fifty thousand dollar check. And uh, but does it does it fill up fast though? The Monday, in case someone listening says, "Hey, you know what? I want to do that. I want to come down and play next year." You know, it it this year it filled up very very quickly. Um, it filled up, I think, you know, in a matter of about four weeks. And mm -hmm. this is this is going back to the April May time, sure, when we when we opened up the uh, uh, the enrollment and uh, 
it filled up very, very quickly. And we've got guys coming in. Uh, I think there's somebody coming in from California. There's from Texas. There's, you know, so it isn't just in this regional area. Sure. So, and and I think that's that's kind of what we we like to see about this event. Um, you know, not only is there heavy participation from the Western New York and and in this area, uh, but we have people coming in from far off places: Florida, California, Texas. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the highest uh, paying tournament from a uh, golf pro uh, event in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. For, oh, for club pros? First, for sectional for club, yeah. club pros. For, for club pros. I, I would believe it. 50, yeah, that's a huge turn. Yeah, and class. you have guys not just from Western York playing in the event. You yeah. have some yeah. regional guys. Yeah. Regional guys. And yep. Stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a super nice event. Everybody gets stoked. I know guys are probably listening to us hitting balls right now, getting ready to play Monday, <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're saying that play with a member putt for five feet on 18 is a little more pressure here. You might you might 18. go through your routine and actually try to make that one <laughs> today. Right. Yeah. When you're putting yeah. for uh, yeah. you know a, a first place prize of, am I right about this? Fifty grand. Yeah. Fifty thousand. Yes, sir. Wow. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, and. You know, I love I love uh, standing up and giving the check out, and uh, I guess that maybe that was one of the things that that people heard about this tournament. And this is our sixth year. People heard about this tournament, and uh, we've been at the fifty thousand dollar level for the last three years. And I think there was some doubt in in some pros, you know, out there that you mean fifty thousand? It's fifty thousand for the first prize, or is fifty thousand for the total pool? And no, it was fifty thousand for the first prize. So wow. yeah, uh, that gets your ears perked up. I yeah, think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and of course, it being me and loving the game of golf and loving to watch it and stuff like that, um, I'm hoping for a playoff on <laughs> Tuesday. But <laughs> I know the pros aren't looking, uh, not looking for that. Yeah, that'd be a little stressful. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we yeah. did have we did have a playoff here. Um, I think three or four years ago, had a, a three man playoff and. Uh, went through we we started on number one and then went to number 18 um and everybody was even after first hole and then got here to 18 and uh there was some good strategy that came into play uh the guy that actually won it um he didn't drive the green mm -hmm. he laid up right right short of the creek here and then uh put his second shot really close to the hole and uh, made his three. Took, took the money. Right, good oh. for him. Yeah. Took the money. Yeah. That's right. Well, George, I know uh, Kevin said it earlier, but uh, we appreciate all that your company does for Western New York and obviously northern Pennsylvania here. So good luck with the event. Hope you get good weather. Thanks again for coming on and joining us. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, really appreciate you guys being here and uh, putting some more spotlight on this event. And uh, we're very proud of it. And, uh, again, thank you very much for And as for a PGA professional, we thank you for offering such a purse for us to play for. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, and I, I hope, hey, maybe one of you guys can uh, come on down and play next year. I'm thinking of a team. I think we got a three-man team right here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're a pro. So. I'm in. I'm playing. I want to win 50 grand. He's in the pro division. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to announce that Jeff Metis on 18. He has 12 feet. He makes this putt. I think he peed himself. 50, Hang on, one second. Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> His hands are shaking just a little bit here as we watch the Jeff patio. is calm and cool. When he yeah. Plays. This looks like a straight putt, but Jeff plays it way out to the right. Oh. <laughs> he missed by eight feet. <laughs> He's got a longer putt now. <laughs> He's still away. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, Thanks, Mr. Duke. Thank you so much for, for having you. me on, on right. the Same show. Here. Appreciate it. Chairman of the board of Zippo, George Duke, with us here on T to Green. Uh, we'll step aside. 
another great local event next week at Niagara Falls Country Club, the Porter Cup. Uh, we'll preview that next with the tournament director, Cassie Stein. She'll join us live on the line here as TD Green rolls on from beautiful Penn Hills Club in Bradford, Pennsylvania with PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colziel, Kyle Powell producing back in our Amherst studios here on WGR. Bogeyed the first and then played pretty flawless for a few holes and then struggled again. And it was a day where, when yesterday felt, you know, nothing ever feels easy in a major, but yesterday was kind of comfortable. Like a lot of good shots, I made it pretty stress-free. Today wasn't like that, but I think, again, it was just another good day, put it well, and I put a score together, which is what you got to do. Can't say I'm on board with a shirt, though, from Tommy Fleetwood, Brian. He wore the uh, black and white kind of, was that a floral pattern? Or no, I think, a, it was, I think it was um, a bowling shirt. No, <laughs> it was like, it, I think it was Dunes. Or there might have been players out. I, I don't know. Yeah. Regardless of the shirt, I, Tommy Fleetwood could have been reading like a recipe or reading the dictionary. I'm listening. That, he's, got, he's got the great accent going there. Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> he's, he's British. Right? <laughs> That's right. No, he just, there's an extra, there's an extra like uh, twang to it that I just uh, Have I you like. listened, by the way, have you listened to any of the open radio coverage? Yes, there, and there's quite a bit of that. No, I, I like the accents, but the one guy, the, the one fella, wh whatever part of Ireland he's from, or maybe Scotland, I don't know. It, third, the TH does not come out. The H doesn't. Turd. There you go. And I was yeah. just kind of like, I, like it's this a turd guy, I said, what, turd, I, yes. I go, what he's saying is awesome, but man, it just sounds like he's saying turd. That's right. <laughs> like, the turd probably says the same thing about us in America. Yeah, that's Whatever. right. Anyway, that's Tommy Fleetwood. He is in the second last group today at the Open as they go to third round. He'll tee off with Lee Westwood at 1040. The leaders, Shane Lowry and JB Holmes at 1050. More on the Open coming up next hour here on Tee to Green as we're live in Penn Hills, Penn Hills Club in Bradford, PA. We want to thank the chairman of the board of the Zippo Company, George Duke, for joining us last segment. Of course, their big event here that Zippo is a big part of, the Blaisdell Pro-Am at Penn Hills, is next week, Monday and Tuesday. Another big, great event in western New York. On the amateur side, the Porter Cup. It's next week. Wednesday through Saturday at Niagara Falls Country Club. They held their annual media day earlier this past week, which I was there for and got lots of good information about, including getting to hear from Cassie Stein, who's the tournament director. She's joining us now on the line. Cassie, good morning. Brian, Kevin, and Jeff here with you. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Cassie, all I saw from Brian about media day, which I apologize not being able to make this year, was that there were two carving stations. He didn't say anything about the golf course or his play. <laughs> he just tweeted out there's two carving stations. Well, he played well. We should have talked about his play, yeah. Come on, the carving stations make it. <laughs> that, is the, that is one of the, the, the beautiful parts of Media Day. Kevin, as you know, fully aware, that's part of any good Listen, Media Day, is it, right? Right. You want media <laughs> to show up, you feed them. <laughs> I learned that at the PGA <laughs> Championship. Yes. 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 That's yeah. right. If, if you're looking for coverage for an event, yeah. bring the food. Bring the food out. That's yeah. right. Well, Cassie, this event uh, starts next week. I'm sure uh, the anticipation is coming for everybody here and all of you involved uh, at Niagara Falls Country Club. Uh, the event starts on Wednesday, but I know that you guys have been working hard. What probably back up until last year's tournament, 
Uh, recruiting players, I know you guys talk every year about the field. Uh, let's get into a little bit of that here. Uh, what are some of the highlights you think that make up this year's event in terms of the field of players? Yeah, we've, we've been going um, to a few tournaments this past year, really amped up our recruiting, and I, we think we have one of the best fields in um, you know the last few years. Um, we have a top ten player in the world. His name is Chun An Yu. Um, he's from Taiwan, and he plays at Arizona State. He's ranked fifth in the world. I mean, he, he's very good. He played in the U.S. Open this year. Um, he's he's, he's going to be a guy to keep an eye on. We have Tyler Strafacci. He's coming back for his third quarter cup. He's going to be a senior at Georgia Tech. Another great, another great player, um, a top 50 player. And then Sean Pock, he's in the top 20. I want to say 15th or 16th right now in the world. He plays at Florida State, and he's just from the other side of the uh, the state in Scotch Plains. So we have a really strong field this year. We have a, we have a bunch of mid-ams that I think can contend. Scott Harvey's always a name. Garrett Rank, the NHL ref who comes and plays every summer. Um, we have the defending mid-am champ, Kevin O'Connell. It, it's going to be a great field. Everyone's going to be able to uh, contend, and we can't wait for it to start on Wednesday. Can you make sure I get one of those guys in the Ham-Am Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. No, but not really. That's My right. group finished twice in that event, like five times. But anyhow, it's 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 you know yeah. what? That is we're talking about this pro am. That is a fun event. Um, I don't you probably don't have any spots for it uh, this Tuesday, but if you do, uh, give out the information for that. But that's something to think about too for next year because you get to play with uh, guys who uh, I've played with players who are on the PJ Tour now uh, in that mm -hmm. event. Really cool deal. Cassie, for yeah, those, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm no saying, it's incredible. It's incredible. You get you get to meet these guys on a personal level in the in the Ham Am on that Tuesday, and you know you get to follow them throughout their career. Most of the you know most of these guys are going to end up on one of the pro tours, and you'll you'll know them for life. They'll know you for life just for making that making that one day and getting to play with them. Yeah, and I've talked to a couple guys um, on the tour now who played in it, and they're like, yeah, I still uh, I I just texted so and so who I stayed with at the Porter Cup. So they do make connections for life, which is really uh, a special thing. Exactly. Yeah. Cassie Stein with us, the tournament director from the Porter Cup, joining us here. Porter Cup starts next week. One player that's in, con in contention uh, this week, Dylan Fratelli. He just won on the PGA Tour. He's a former mm -hmm. Porter Cup player, actually had one of the better finishing rounds. I believe he shot a 65 in the final round of the Porter Cup the year he played. But he might be able to afford better seats in a plane. He sat next to me once. Tournament, so I think he's going first class now. That's right, but an opportunity <laughs> to do some good. And you know, we, we look at some of the bigger names here. Brooks Kepka is a guy he played in the Porter Cup twice, and uh, I mean, Cassie, the the list every year when I sit here and look at, I feel like I learn another couple of players that have played in this event. Uh, world number one, Brooks Kepka played in the Porter Cup twice. World number two, Dustin Johnson played in the Porter Cup, as did Tiger Woods, as did Phil Mickelson, as did Ricky Fowler, as did Jason Day, Ben Crenshaw. We mentioned David Duvall, Kuchar, JT, uh, Simpson, uh, Leishman, uh, Davis Love the Third, Patrick Reed, Justin Leonard, Curtis Strange, Andy North, Corey Pave. I mean, just Masters winner Mike Weir, Marco Mira, Brent Snedek. I mean, could keep going here. I mean, if if you have play, if you're an, uh, an amateur golfer and you have aspirations to go pro, Cassie, probably you've run through Niagara Falls Country Club at some point. Absolutely. I mean, the, the list continues. I'm going through the open leaderboard right now, and you can go all the way down. Webb Simpson, Thomas Peters. Um, yeah, it, it just goes. Kyle Stanley. It just goes on and on, and um, we're really fortunate to have that. I always say that these are the amateurs, of, or you know, these are the professionals of tomorrow. 
and you're going to see them out on the PGA Tour. So if you can get a, if you can catch their game, come to Niagara Falls Country Club and catch their game up close and walk the fairways with them, see how they act all, on and off the golf course. Maybe if you're a kid, you can get an autograph. It's just pretty incredible to see, honestly. Cassie, you mentioned uh, some of the players that are at the top. Uh, can you talk two things about just the international flavor? I know that there's a lot of countries involved, and also locally, too. Is there any sort of connection that uh, people might want to come check out them? Yeah, there are eight or nine, uh, eight or nine countries um, you know, represented next week, um, all from Hong Kong to Australia to Venezuela to Peru. It, it, it's, in, it's incredible how, how far golf can reach these players. And we're really fortunate of that. Um, but for some local flavor, ooh, this should be good. Um, Will Thompson, he's 18 years old, 18, and he's playing in his sixth quarter cup. Is that, <laughs> is that not insane? That's crazy. Yeah. That's he, crazy. What, 13 was when he started? Six. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah. And he won the junior masters. To, yes. Yeah. And, he, and he's finally going to the University of Texas in the fall. Like, we've been waiting for this. <laughs> so he's, he's going to be a stud for them next year. And then um, Ben Riker, he was in, he played very well in the Porter Cup um, last year, finished in the top ten, and um, he's going to be a senior at UAB. Um, but he's from East Amherst, New York, so and he's playing in his fifth Porter Cup. Um, so we're really excited to have some local talent, and maybe um, if, you know the Porter Cup can stay in Western New York, which would be really really cool for us. That, that's right. The youngest player in the field this year. You mentioned Will Thompson was the youngest player. It seems like forever here for these last handful of years. Uh, this year, Claycomb Cannon, he's 17 years old, still in high school. He's committed to play at Alabama. So again, you know. So Not we, a scrub. We yeah. know that he can play. <laughs> That's right. He'll be the uh, the youngest player as well. That's right. Let me tell you a story about that <laughs> after. Uh, Cassie, show. before we let you go, can you give everybody the logistics on uh, when and where and how they can get there and, and how to attend and be a part of the event? Yeah, the Porter Cup is Wednesday through Saturday next week at Niagara Falls Country Club in Lewiston, New York. Um, it's free. All we ask is a little donation to the Boy Scouts who will be running our parking lot. But just come on and watch these. They're the best amateurs in the world. And um, you guys mentioned, you know, they're, they're all over the open leaderboard now. So if you want to catch some really good golf and um, be outside on a golf course, then Niagara Falls Country Club next week is your place. That's right. Cassie, thanks so much. I know uh, you've got a couple more radio duties for us coming up, and uh, we'll talk to you live next week. We'll be there for our show. So good luck with the weather this week. Have a great week. We'll see you on Saturday. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, right. Cassie. You too. Cassie Stein from the Porter Cup. Um, you know, you said something about scrubs. Just <laughs> a little little note here. I mentioned that once on a lacrosse broadcast when I'm in my early 20s, and I met a guy at a picnic and he goes, oh, I know who you are. You called me a scrub once in a lacrosse <laughs> game. <laughs> so be careful who you're calling scrubs, Jeff. I said no. he was not a scrub. <laughs> he said not <laughs> a scrub. Uh, no, I know that uh, for sure. Hey, uh, real quick, and our Champions Tour report, yep. uh, sponsored by Absolute Care. Uh, worth mentioning, Tom Lehman played in his fi- made his final appearance in the Open Championship. You mentioned it to play dealer 60. Um, that's one of the cool things I think that they do. Uh, they, you know, the Masters allows them to play till what, up 65 or, or so. Um, or until they deem them not competitive anymore. Right. Uh, the Open Championship guys get to play over 60. Pretty cool deal. Yep. Lehman walked up 18. His son was caddying for him, and he said there's nobody else I'd rather be walking up with. So, yeah, Tom Lehman, a past Open champ, uh, playing for likely the final time there uh, at age 60. Our PGA Tour Champions Report brought to you by Absolute Care, affordable adult-assisted living. Okay, we're just after 8 o'clock here. We'll step aside when we come back. The... 
Western New York PGA Pro from Penn Hills Club here in Bradford will join us. Jake Northrup live on the scene here on the patio. So we roll on. Don't go anywhere. we got another full hour to go here. It's Majors Week. We go double the time here on Tee to Green and a lot more on the Open Championship coming up as well, including our thoughts on Rory McIlroy yesterday and his quest to make the cut and the scene that was there in Northern Ireland. With PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel, Kyle Powell producing back in our Amherst studios. Hour number two at Tee to Green from Penn Hills Club in Bradford up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.